0: what is up divers welcome in to the deep dive fantasy football podcast where i take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles i'm your host brandon gabor and before we get started remember you can follow me on twitter at deep ff instagram at deep dive fantasy football and as always check out the website deep which is always popping during the off season with that being said let's get to the content What is up, divers? Welcome into Deep Dive Fantasy Football. It is finished. It is finished. Finals are over at this point. You know if you won, if you lost. A lot of you guys have already reached out to me telling me that you guys won. Or you know of a heartbreaking loss. Guys, I feel you. I won a couple, lost a couple as well. It's been a crazy year, so just give yourself a pat on the back if you have won. Because I mean, with all the injuries, all the COVID stuff, just and even the people that went crazy in the finals week. I mean, Jeff Wilson, Miles Gaskin, David Johnson, a bunch of guys like you would not think these would end up being the league winners, but they were. And a bunch of people disappointed that should not have, like Derrick Henry, Kyler Murray, so many guys that brought us here. So it was a crazy year. If you won the finals, congratulations. And with that said, I am so excited to start this podcast episode because I'm doing something called the quarterback shuffle, right? We're talking new faces in new places. This offseason might be the absolute craziest offseason I have ever seen with quarterback turnover. I expect a lot of quarter, quarter, quarterbacks to move around, and uh, it's going to be it's gonna be very entertaining. But first, I did throw up an Ask Me Anything on Twitter, Instagram. I got a few questions that I wanted to hit up. You know, I wanted to get you guys more involved. So I'm going to be taking questions every podcast episode, so feel free to always send me questions for the podcast specifically, and I will answer them for you here. And the first question I have is from Twitter. It's from Sean. He says, do you think we can trust Jarvis Landry to keep getting the volume next year that he had to finish this year? Is he going to be a reliable wide receiver too with upside? So for those that aren't aware, he's been averaging about 10 targets over the last four or five weeks. I would expect it to go down for multiple reasons. Odell Beckham is pro- probably going to be back, maybe not. So if Odo Beckham comes back, obviously Jarvis Landry is going to see a lower amount of targets even if Odell does not come back you guys know I love me some Donovan Peoples Jones I was higher than him in this draft class on pretty much any compared to pretty much anyone and he's been so efficient so very good with the few targets that he's gotten this season I expect him to be able to carve out a role in that offense especially if Odell is not back if they end up cutting him or trading him or whatever they end up doing depending on how his cap would hurt them if you know they trade or cut him. So, whatever happens, I do think Jarvis will see a downtick in terms of overall targets, but he could still be a good wide receiver too. I wouldn't say, you know, a reliable wide receiver too that has upside. I would say more of a reliable wide receiver too that's at the back end, more of the wide receiver 3 flex play, but this could also change over the offseason if the Browns add or lose any defenders and their defense gets better or worse, that can change the percentage of play calling on the offensive side of the ball. If their defense gets really really good, they might pass less than they did this year. If they lose some pieces or if some guys get injured in the off season or whatever happens and their defense gets worse, they might have to pass the ball more. So, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Stick with me through the offseason. I'll be able to you know, give you much better analysis after we find out you know, where all the players are going in free agency, who's getting drafted, where, all that stuff. And then I got another question from Jordan. He says, thoughts about using team defenses or IDP at each level of defense. That's defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back, which is safeties and corners. I love it. I absolutely love it. The beauty of IDP leagues, and it might seem you know, intimidating to some, especially if you guys have never tried it. I have tried it and I enjoy it. And I, I might start like a just IDP only league this off season. It's something that's been on my mind. Um, and you definitely re brought up the thought about it, Jordan, but defensive line, linebacker DB, those are the three positions that you're, you're looking at here. And I love it because it expands your football knowledge, right? Not only that, but it gives you so much more to watch. If you have defenders that you can root for and watch all of a sudden The NFL is even more exciting, and NFL games are even more relevant to you in your fantasy experience, and it helps your understanding of matchups. If you're trying to find out who the best linebackers are, who the best defensive backs are, who the best D-linemen are for fantasy purposes, because they're racking up numbers, then you also know where those guys are on the other side of the ball, covering the people that you have on your offensive, regular, standard fantasy lineups. You know, If you have Jarvis Landry, for example, just because we were talking about him, and then you know, you know about, let's say, Tredavius White because he's on your IDP team. All of a sudden, you know Tredavius White is a guy you want to stay away from. And it just expands your knowledge, helps you get better on both sides of the ball in fantasy, honestly. I absolutely love IDP. Then Gulf Coast Pigskin asks, pretty loaded question, gave some examples too. I like it. Breakout candidates for 2021, give me somebody at each position with top 10 potential so obviously the way I took this is somebody that's not being drafted in the top 10 that has potential to finish there and we don't have ADPs yet but I kind of have a understanding of where people will be getting drafted so he actually gives some examples so obviously he wants one at each position quarterback running back wide receiver tight end his examples which I completely agree with Jalen Hurts If he's the starter, I don't, I'm not sure if he'll be drafted outside the top 10, but if he is, he definitely has that top 10 potential with his rushing ability, like a Kyler Murray light, because he's not as good at running as Kyler, and he's not as good at throwing as Kyler, but he does have a really good combo of the, the both of them. So I like Hertz. And then you said Akers, Cam Akers, I completely agree. He could turn into that Todd Gurley that was just sick for fantasy if they fully commit to him, which they did at the end of the season, but Chenault top 10 is going to be really high for me because he would have to assume the wide receiver one role by like a healthy, healthy amount over DJ Chark and the other guys there with Trevor Lawrence, who definitely will be there. We'll talk about that in a bit. And, um, so I I don't think he would be top 10, but you know, maybe, maybe if he completely just overtakes Chark, we'll see what happens. And then tight end, you didn't give an example, but here are my examples. You know, I like T Higgins. You guys know, I like T Higgins. I'm a Bengals guy. Um, not like a Bengals fan, but in terms of that situation with how bad their defense is, how much they are going to throw the ball, and I loved T. Higgins before he was drafted there. Once he drafted there, I loved him even more because I knew he was going to take that A.J. Green role. If he takes that A.J. Green role, which it seems like he already has on lockdown, if especially if Joe Burrow plays the whole season, T. Higgins is probably going to be getting drafted at like wide receiver 18 range, and he could definitely be a top 10 wide receiver. He was wide receiver 12 in his rookie year when Joe Burrow was playing before Joe Burrow got hurt. So I love T. Higgins. That would be my guy for wide receiver. Then at running back, it was hard Because of how many good running backs there are for me to figure out who would be getting drafted in the top 10, who wouldn't be. You know, I like Ronald Jones for top 10 potential. I like Antonio Gibson for top 10 potential. But I don't know, maybe these guys get drafted in the top 10. I mean, Ronald Jones probably not, but he might be in like the RB14 range, in which case it's not going to be like going out on a limb to say, hey, this is my pick. So I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin. I think he's probably going to be drafted as a back-end wide running back too, so probably in the 20s range, 20 to 24, I would say, because of the uncertainty with how much work is he going to get with Salvin Ahmed there, and what if they draft someone, free agents, what if they bring somebody in? I don't think they will. What I've seen from that organization is they are very smart when it comes to building their team. They're building the team the right way. They spend their draft picks very in a very smart manner, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't take a running back in this draft at all i know a lot of people some of my boys actually on twitter disagree with that but miles gaskin and salvin ahmed the both the running backs from washington have shown to be really good especially gaskin and you know why not just add receivers and more O linemen and add to that defense with your draft picks and your free agency money instead of spending a pick on a position that you already have locked down with two guys that are young gaskin's just finishing up his second year, and Ahmed is a rookie. So I think that they should roll with those two, and Gaskin seems to be dominating the share when he's healthy. You know, he just came back this last week and was great versus the Raiders. So I like Gaskin a lot. I think he does have that top 10 potential if that offense can take a step forward. You know, like I said, add receiver, add O-line in the offseason, season. And then Tua just take this offense to, you know, a new level once he finally has some separators and they build the offense to, you know, better suit what Tua is good at. I think Gaskin could be really good. And the quarterback is tough. Um, If Joe Burrow is healthy the whole season, like if he starts the season healthy, I would say Joe Burrow. But if he does miss time, I would go with Matt Stafford. If they bring in, they're definitely bringing in a new coach, obviously, right? If they bring in an offensive minded guy and then you have TJ Hawkinson. They're probably going to re-sign Kenny Galladay. And if not, they'll re-sign Marvin Jones. They have DeAndre Swift. Their offensive line is pretty decent. And they have ammo to get some offensive pieces in this draft. You know, especially looking at a wide receiver in the first round, possibly. I like Stafford to have a bounce back year, especially if he can just get a good coach. So. And he's fully healthy. So I like Stafford there if Burrow misses time. And then O.J. Howard would be my tight end if Gronk is gone. Gronk is on a one year deal. He might be back for my Bucks, but if he's not OJ Howard, don't forget about him. And if Gronk does come back, obviously I'm not going to say OJ Howard. So I'll go with Hayden Hurst. Now this is going to be dependent on the off season, but with Julio Jones, you know, slowly, slowly starting to lose his prime and get out of his prime and Hayden Hurst now having a year under his belt with Atlanta, with Matt Ryan, which we'll see if I I think that will stay, that situation will stay. And then uh, a new offensive coach coming in. If he wants to use Hayden Hurst more you have Hurst Ridley a fading Julio Jones and not much at the running back position I could see Hayden Hurst finally filling out his role you know it took Austin Hooper a long time a lot of people liked Austin Hooper they liked his talent he showed great potential to be good and it took him a long time I think it was three or four years before he finally had that breakout season and then went to Cleveland so Hayden Hurst you know he could just have a slow start as well, And remember this offseason has been crazy with COVID and stuff. So new players to new teams other than pretty much DeAndre Hopkins, well actually and Stephon Diggs, you know, it, it could just take some time. So and Diggs and Hopkins are absolutely elite players, by the way. So that's part of the reason why the offseason probably didn't hurt them much. And with that said, I'm going to start with the quarterback shuffle. The This part of the podcast is now starting. I'm super excited for it. But first, I need to build the landscape for you guys. We need to be on the same page. So here are the guys I think are trade candidates at the quarterback position this offseason. We have Matt Ryan. Why? Well, because Atlanta is has a lot of money in him, but they can get out of a good amount of it especially depending on if they trade him and you know how much if they get the other team to pick up money, but the real reason is because right now they have draft pick number 4. That means they are guaranteed one of the top 4 quarterbacks and because Miami owns pick three in front of them and they have two of they're probably not going to draft a quarterback so they will have their pick of the third best available assuming Jacksonville and the Jets go with quarterbacks so they have an opportunity to you know get their next franchise quarterback and they are not good enough that you know if they just make a couple good picks Matt Ryan can take them deep into the playoffs and if they realize that and you have new coaching staff coming in a new GM coming in all of those things happening people like to get their own guy and they have an opportunity to get their guy if they pass on a quarterback this year Matt Ryan you guys know I've been talking smack about him and he's not that great and he's you know he's not gonna get the job done and the whole point in football is to make the playoffs and to win the Super Bowl Matt Ryan is not going to do that for you at this point and your team is not nearly built good enough where he could help You do that. You know, he's not just a game changer like a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers that can just rise above the lack of, you know, talent around the team. Yes, they have offensive talent, but defense, they're struggling and they could still use some pieces on offense as well. So if they realize that, they're like, let's get the quarterback while we have the opportunity. Because if we pass on the quarterback now, then all of a sudden, Matt Ryan is going to be good enough to make us maybe eight and eight and we'll have no opportunity to get a quarterback in the future without trading up and giving up mad assets so let's get the quarterback while we can so that's why matt ryan is a possible trade candidate if they if they think they're they're going to take quarterback in this draft then matt stafford is a possible trade candidate he's always hurt the lions are nowhere near being competitive um they basically just waste his career i think i don't think they can turn it around quick enough for stafford unless they just find an amazing gm an amazing coach but we know how hard it is it's much more likely you're missing on coaches and GMs and you're hitting. So, and the Lions organization should also show you their track record. And it's likely that they're not going to be great there. So Stafford might be a trade candidate because they are also somewhat in range where they could do a small trade up to get a quarterback. Sam Darnold, obviously trade candidate because the Jets have the number two pick and they'll be bringing in a quarterback. Gardner Minshew is a good trade candidate because they are going to be drafting Trevor Lawrence. You could pretty much lock that in stone, probably the safest bet in sports. Um so Minchu could just be on the move instead of just being there as their backup. Then Dwayne Haskins, I had him in here as a trade candidate, but right before I started recording, he got released. Um so now he's in the free agent column. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, because he can't stay healthy, and he has not lived up to what we initially thought he could have been for the 49ers. You know, he was kind of the reason that they lost that Super Bowl versus the Chiefs. He just wasn't making the throws. And he's somebody that doesn't seem to have the biggest upside. And I really just think that Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, all these guys shuffling through, CJ Beathard just wants to find his guy. And I have a really good uh, proposition that we'll get into later for that. But the free agents, Dak Prescott, Mitch Trubisky, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston, and then the rookie quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask. Desmond Ritter, and Mac Jones. So those are the quarterbacks that I have available for us to play around with, right? So this is partly what I think is going to happen and partly what I think is just really interesting and want to discuss. So some of these things I actually believe, some of these things are a little more fantasy related, but sometimes crazy things happen. I mean, the thought of Tom Brady becoming a Buccaneer last offseason at, you know, at this point was insane. Nobody would have believed you. So, you know, things can happen. So let's get into it. But first I got to go over the potential suitors. So who are the possible teams that might see a new quarterback come into their room, whether starter or not? I have the Colts with Phillip Rivers probably retiring. The Steelers, Big Ben's looking old. They need to find a solution there soon. The Jaguars, the Jets for obvious reasons, the Patriots for obvious reasons, the Broncos, Drew Lock has not been getting it done. The Bears, Mitch Trubisky is a question right now lions if they want to move off stafford panthers because teddy bridgewater is not the answer he is good there and he can hold down the fort he could be a bridge quarterback but i don't think he's the answer there the falcons we talked about them the saints because drew Brees is probably retiring i'm not a big Taysom hill guy i don't think sean payton is for the course of an entire season either and then washington obviously they need to figure out their quarterback situation the cowboys because Dak is a free agent. The Giants, because they have a high pick and Daniel Jones hasn't been great. And the 49ers, which we just talked about. So with all that said, we can get started. Here we go. Here we go. Predictions and impact for fantasy. First, I got to say who I think's retiring. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. And now we can get into the fun part. We got returnees, the people who are going to go back to the same team, team changes, who I think is going to get either traded or change teams via free agency. And then we'll talk rookie landing spots all right after this. What's up, divers? Do you enjoy a good workout like me? Are you trying to get built? If so, you need a good source of protein after to get maximum gains. Luckily, your boy, talking about myself, just got sponsored by Built Bar. So you can get some awesome protein bars at 10% off with my code deep dive. Just check out builtbar.com where they have so many sick options. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, take a second to pause the podcast right here. That's right. You heard me right here and drop me a rating or review. And if you are feeling super generous, you can choose to support the podcast monthly through the link on the episode page or found in the website podcast section. With that being said, as you know, let's get back to the content. All right, guys, welcome back. Let's get it going. And we're going to start off with the returnees, Dak Prescott, I think he re-signs with the Dallas Cowboys. He has shown that they need him. It's very clear. And they are already cap-strapped, yes, so maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe they get a quarterback, move off, Dak save some money, but their team is so bad that they need to use that pick to either trade down, accumulate a bunch of assets to rebuild that team, because that defense is atrocious and the offensive line is starting to get older and be injured a lot. So other than their wide receiver position and Dak Prescott and pretty much their running back position with Pollard there, even if they wanted to move off Zeke, those things are locked down. Outside of that, they have so many holes. I don't think that they would spend draft capital on a quarterback. So I have them re-signing Dak. They're going to figure it out. He's shown how valuable he is. They're going to figure it out. Then Mitch Trubisky is going to stay a bear. With what he's been doing and where the bears are in terms of drafting, they might even make the playoffs. You know, this is week 16. Obviously, right now. So we got one week left, and the Bears, if they win and I believe somebody else loses, they are able to get into the playoffs. So they're way outside of even having a remote possibility of getting a quarterback. And if you're thinking they might trade up, they traded up for Mitch Trubisky. They gave up draft picks for Mitch Trubisky, and that did not work out. It's very hard for a team within a four year span to trade up twice for a quarterback inside of the top five, top 10. So. I don't see that happening. I don't think that the Bears are going to be able to, you know, move on. They're either going to find somebody to give Trubisky competition in free agency, or they're just going to roll with Trubisky. But either way, Trubisky is back, so I have him staying with the Bears. Now to continue on with the returnees, Daniel Jones is going to stay a Giant. I don't think he's going to get replaced. They're drafting too far out, and they also have a lot of holes. Plus, he's been hurt this season. So, the new coaching staff hasn't had a full season to really evaluate him and decide whether or not they want to move off of him. The Lions, Matt Stafford. A lot of people like to say Matt Stafford might go to the Broncos. Very interesting. Very interesting. Maybe the Colts. Very interesting as well. Maybe the Patriots. I like that too. But after running my exercise and seeing where I think everybody's going to go, I don't think Matt Stafford will be anywhere else. I do think they are going to keep him in Detroit and use their pick not for a quarterback and not try to trade up for a quarterback but to help Stafford so I have him staying with the Lions and honestly he's like pretty young still he's in his low 30s and you know we see Brady playing into his 40s Rodgers is going to be playing into his 40s Breeze is in his 40s we see quarterbacks lasting for a while right so Stafford's got a good three five years left in him and the coaching staff might think which whoever gets brought in that they have enough time to keep Stafford and build around him and you know, build the championship roster, because Stafford is a pretty good quarterback. He just ha- really never has help. So I have Stafford, staying with the Lions, and then this is not a returnee, but because he just got released, I want to mention him now. I have Dwayne Haskin going to the Patriots. All right, they could use a quarterback, and maybe they go after somebody in the draft but if so it's going to be somebody later on maybe a Kyle Trask in the second round if he's there or a Desmond Ritter or a Mac Jones you know the people that we're talking about at the end of the rookie spectrum maybe they get one of those guys in the second round but I think they're going to take a shot on Haskins because I don't expect Cam Newton to be back for New England that experiment is over and they're going to want somebody cheap right Haskins will be cheap and you know somebody that has some potential. And because he was a 15th overall pick in the first round and has an arm and, you know, just was good in college, he does still hold that potential. And I think Belichick, you know, why not? Why not take a shot with Haskins? And, you know, you can even put him in a competition with Stidham if you guys don't find somebody in this draft and see what you got there. And if not, no harm done. I mean, you don't even have to trade for him at this point. Now you could just sign him. So I think they could definitely take a shot at a young guy. I have Haskins going to the Patriots. And now the team changes is the most exciting thing to me. I hope you guys find this as interesting as me. And we're talking Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I do not think will be a Falcon next year. Could he? Yes. But I see a very plausible scenario where he gets traded. Where does he get traded, Brandon? Where would he possibly get traded to? I got the perfect spot the perfect spot. It's a team that has been dealing with injuries at the quarterback position for years. It is a team with young, very good skill position players. It is a team that has a coach that has been with Matt Ryan before. I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Matt Ryan reuniting with Kyle Shanahan, solving their quarterback problem for the next three-ish, four-ish years. Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP, and he brought Matt Ryan and the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Now, yes, they lost, but Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan, that's a combo. And Matt Ryan is definitely an upgrade over the always hurt Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. He's an upgrade there. I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to get a quarterback in this draft. And Kyle looking at Matt Ryan and saying, look, I can bring in Ryan, and then I have Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. And a decent O line, and you know, my running backs are always amazing. They could all of a sudden have a dangerous offense. And for fantasy purposes, if Matt Ryan went to the 49ers, I would like Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle way more. Kittle, you can't really like more than you already do, than we do right now. But Ayuk and Debo Samuel, I would like them way more because it's more likely they would pass the ball a lot if Matt Ryan was there. And Kyle Shannon has, you know, shown to be great with Matt Ryan. So I love that landing spot. I, and I think it could happen. I really, really believe so. And if that does happen, we got to figure out what, what's happening with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I got that answer for you too. And we're staying in the same division. Drew Brees is retiring. Taysom Hill was good for a few games as a gadget guy that Sean Payton can show his play-calling prowess and, you know, be like, hey, look, I can make this running gadgety guy my quarterback, and still beat all of you guys. Well, he's not going to be able to do that over the course of the season. And I don't think James Winston's a free agent. I don't think he's re-signing James. So I think he's going to see the opportunity here to bring in a quarterback, extend the winning window that they have. Because Peyton has Alvin Kamara right now, Michael Thomas right now, who knows what they do with Emmanuel Sanders, a really good defense with a lot of young pieces right now. A lot of this can change very quickly. The Saints are going to find themselves in cap hell very quickly. So they need to extend the winning window while they have it. And with Breeze retiring, they are going to look for a vet experienced quarterback to extend that window. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be the guy for New Orleans. So all of a sudden, we have Matt Ryan with the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo with the Saints. And what would be my fantasy takeaway? Pretty much the same as what Brees has done for the Saints because Brees' arm recently has not been great. And I think, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo would have a similar effect on Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara. So I think you'd pretty much look at those guys the same, in the same light with Jimmy there instead of Drew Brees. Now, i got a spot for Carson Wentz. You look at the Eagles. The Carson Wentz experiment is, you know, out ahead right now. They have to make a decision. Are they going to keep Wentz and Jalen Hurts? Or are they going to keep Wentz and trade Jalen Hurts? Or are they going to keep Hurts and trade Carson Wentz? Well, you guys might be saying, Brandon, what are you talking about? Carson Wentz's deal is untradeable. Not true. Not true. If they find a team that is willing to work with them in terms of the cap numbers and, you know, either take on some money, if that's possible, or whatever the case may be, look, the Eagles signed Carson Wentz to a big deal. And if all of a sudden they believe in Jalen Hurts, and he's still got one more week to go that we get to watch him and see what happens, if he looks good, they might be looking at Jalen Hurts and being like, look, even if he's not as good as what we hoped Carson could be, he is way cheaper, and we can build our team around him much better than if we keep Carson and Carson's contract, so if we can trade him away, maybe take a big hit on the cap this year, maybe a little bit next year, but then that's it. Then we have him off the books you know i'm not a cap expert but from the things that i've been seeing it's possible it's definitely possible for them to trade him but they need to find a partner in trade negotiations with a lot of cap space so where could carson wentz possibly go i have him going to a spot that would be perfect for so many reasons and that spot is in the afc in the indianapolis colts they have around 60 million dollars in cap space and also they have Frank Reich. Reich was the coach with Carson Wentz that helped him in his MVP campaign when Carson Wentz was putting up insane numbers and then got hurt in like week 14 of that year, missed like three or four games, and that was when Nick Foles came in and was like amazing, and I'm pretty sure that was the same year that they won the Super Bowl. I know Foles was actually in the playoffs for the Eagles twice because Carson got hurt twice before playoffs. But Carson Wentz was great with Reich. Reich knows what Carson needs. Plus, Carson Wentz is somebody that has been hurt, right? Over and over and over. And the Eagles had a good O-line. So he needs a good O-line. And they didn't this year, obviously, with all the injuries. But he needs a good O-line. And the Colts have that. The Colts have a top five offensive line in the league. Carson Wentz would be well protected behind the Colts offensive line. And all of a sudden, they are have their offense pretty much built out they just need to add a receiver they have the o-line they have jonathan taylor they have ty hilton and michael Pittman. they've got some decent tight ends with trey burton moally cox jack doyle so they just need another receiver to put in there with ty and michael Pittman. and if they do that with carson wentz their offense will now match the talent level of their defense and they might become one of the best teams in the league right now they are not because philip rivers is holding them back even though he's been playing good the past few games which is crazy for you guys to hear me say that but he has. Um, He's still holding them back. We saw it in their loss to Pittsburgh when they were up like 27 or 24 to 7, and then they ended up losing. So I have have Carson Wentz going to the Colts. That would definitely help T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, but most of all, I think it would help Jonathan Taylor because that offense would be way better, and Jonathan Taylor would have more opportunities to score the football, and touchdowns are king in fantasy football. Now let's talk about Cam Newton. I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere after how he has performed for the Patriots and what the Patriots were able to do with him. I don't expect him to start anywhere, but I have him going to the Baltimore Ravens. Name a better quarterback to run that Lamar offense if Lamar goes down. I'll wait. I'll wait. You might say Kyler Murray, but obviously that's not realistic because Kyler Murray, I mean, we don't even have to explain that. I'm talking about people that are possibly available via trade or anything that could run an offense for Baltimore, better than Cam Newton, other than Lamar Jackson. I don't think there is one. Cam Newton is still one of the best running quarterbacks, and you could argue his arm is just as good, if not better, than Lamar Jackson's, not in terms of like arm strength and stuff. I'm just talking about you know as a quarterback throwing the ball. So Cam Newton to the Ravens, I think that'd be perfect. He gets his chance at a ring, and if Lamar gets hurt, he can lead a really good team. And I don't think he's going to get a starter offer. So he might be looking, he might prioritize, you know, what are my chances at a Super Bowl wherever I sign. So I think he goes to the Ravens. That'd be a nice spot for him to be the backup for Lamar Jackson. What about Sam Darnold? The Jets are probably drafting a quarterback, right? So where's Sam Darnold going to go? I have Sam Darnold going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is clearly, clearly at the end of his career. And the Steelers have no shot at this rookie quarterback class. Because of how good they have been, they're obviously locked into the playoffs. They're they're probably going to win the division. Um, so the Steelers, they have no shot at a new quarterback, right, from the rookie class. And they're not going to sign somebody in free agency. So I see them taking Sam Darnold on maybe for, you know, a third round pick. Because everyone knows the Jets with that second overall pick, which is locked, by the way. So they 100%, no matter what happens this next week, have the second overall pick. Everyone knows they're going to take a quarterback right? And if they don't, then they're not going to trade Sam Darnold, but whatever. If they're going to take a quarterback, they lost all their leverage on Sam Darnold. You can get him for cheap. So the Steelers might be able to throw a late second or a third at the Jets for Sam Darnold. Why not? Because he has the potential. He's still one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league. He is, I believe, younger than Joe Burrow, who just came in as a rookie. So Darnold is one of the youngest guys, and that would be a pretty nice fit. That'd be a pretty nice fit. Let him sit. One more year while Big Ben finishes out his last year on his contract next year. And then you have Sam Darnold with Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. I don't think Juju will be back. He's a free agent. And we're going to do more free agent episodes like this and possible landing spots and whatnot. So, you know, that that's a nice cast of weapons with Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And Pittsburgh still has a good O-line that's that's a nice landing spot for me and I like that a lot for those receivers too it'd be an upgrade from Big Ben at this point maybe not for Deontay Johnson because of the targets but we've seen Sam Darnold really like to target Jameson Crowder so if you like Jameson Crowder he probably likes Deontay Johnson a lot so I would love that fit and we already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo to the Saints Gardner Minchu. I think he's going to be a backup somewhere else I think he might get traded and you know maybe he'll he'll back up whoever uh the Jags take, which hopefully please God is Trevor Lawrence. Um, You know, you finally have the shot at your franchise quarterback, which Jacksonville has never really had. So you guys got to take Trevor. So maybe he backs up Trevor, but I think it would be really nice for him to go back up Russell Wilson in Seattle. He can run a similar type of offense. He's got a good arm. He's somewhat mobile too. He's similar build and it's a really good mentorship opportunity for him there. You know, he can sit behind Russ, learn, and then, you know, once his rookie contract is over, maybe he can get signed somewhere. Maybe Russ will get hurt, or he could just show out in preseason, talking about Minshew, and get an opportunity somewhere else. So I have Gardner Minshew going to the Seahawks. And then Jameis Winston. Where will Jameis Winston go if I don't think he's returning to New Orleans? So one thing I thought of, maybe he'll give some competition to Trubisky in Chicago. Maybe they'll take a shot there, because their offense has always just been so bleh so bland not explosive and one thing that Jameis Winston is is make or one thing that he does is make your offense explosive yes he comes with a lot of negative plays but so did Minshew or uh sorry so did Mitch Trubisky and so at least you're getting more upside with Jameis so that was one thing I thought about but I pivoted away from that especially with Dwayne Haskins getting cut I have him going to Washington Because they are also going to lose out on that rookie quarterback class. That is a super big concern for them right now. And they need a new face in the room. They can't just roll out Alex Smith next year. And they're not going to roll out Kyle Allen. And obviously, Haskins just got released. So they need a new face in that room. I think Jameis, with all of his flaws, still has potential. And you know who knows that? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera played against Jameis Winston twice a year when he was in Carolina. And Jameis was with Tampa Bay. So... Trust me when I say Ron Rivera understands the upside of Jameis Winston, and one of the teams that Jameis Winston loved carving up was Carolina. So he knows. He knows. And why not take the shot? You know, why not take the shot? If anything, if anything, at least you have a better chance of moving the ball downfield as an offense. Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen have not been explosive they have not given you big plays to get you down the field in a shot or two they've just been you know checking it down or just being inaccurate looking at you Haskins um and Alex Smith you know he just checks the ball downfield checks the ball checks it down checks it down checks it down you're and it's hard to get down the field and have an offense that can put up 28 points any given week Jameis Winston can help your offense put up 28 points any given week and boy when I tell you if Jameis Winston was the starter in Washington Terry McLaurin would be a top five wide receiver or very close to it. I mean, Jameis loves targeting his best players. He over-targets his best players. And Terry McLaurin is the only player there, right? It's basically him and Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson. But at the receiver position, it's just him. And Logan Thomas isn't amazing. So Terry McLaurin would be insane. I would also like Logan Thomas, though, more than what he's done now. And Antonio Gibson would see an amazing amazing bump if they had somebody that kept the offense you know in positions to score and even though James Winston would turn the ball over and that wouldn't be great for Washington's defense Washington defense is really good and could bail James out of a lot of situations plus if Jameis is getting them down the field they're in the red zone way more Gibson is able to have way more opportunities to score so I would love Jameis Winston to Washington for basically everybody Now let's talk about some rookies, right? So those were the free agents and people getting traded and whatnot. Now let's talk about some rookie landing spots. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. First overall, that does not need to be discussed or explained. But DJ Chark obviously would see a bump. LaVisca Chenault would see a bump. But I think the person that people don't talk about enough that would receive the best bump is James Robinson. James Robinson, just like what I was talking about with Gibson if Jameis went there, if you get Trevor Lawrence, that offense is automatically going to be way better. Guaranteed. You can guarantee that offense is way better with Trevor Lawrence, which means that they're going to be in deficits less, which means a guy, a power back like James Robinson, who's getting a lot of carries has the opportunity to get more carries cuz they're not in a negative game script nearly as often. Plus, they will be in the red zone more often, so James Robinson has a better chance at touchdowns. Plus, Trevor Lawrence throwing to DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel and Colin Johnson and Keelan Cole and Chris Conley. Him throwing to those guys will open up the offense, open up the running lanes, and all of a sudden, the defense is like, the defense has to worry about receivers, and they can't just be like, oh, let's stop James Robinson and make Gardner Minshew beat us, or let's stop James Robinson and make Mike Glennon beat us, whatever the case may be, right? So, With Trevor Lawrence there, it opens up the entire offense, and James Robinson might see a spike in efficiency as well. So a chance at more touches, more scoring opportunity, and an efficiency spike. James Robinson, whoo, looking pretty good with Trevor Lawrence. And this is not a speculative thing. Like, this is happening. Justin Fields, I think he's going to be the one who gets taken second overall by the Jets, not Zach Wilson. Justin Fields has done it for longer, and New York needs a sure thing. With all the misses that they've had, Zach Wilson, I think, is a bigger risk than Justin Fields. Justin Fields also shows some ability to run the ball. So I think Justin Fields will be the guy the Jets take. How does that affect everyone? Well, he's going to be a little better than Darnold. I'm not sure he's going to be way better in terms of passing the ball for the receivers. So, and you know, whenever you have a quarterback that runs, it leads to less pass attempts overall for the offense. So if Justin Fields is the quarterback for the New York Jets, Denzel Mims, he'll be all right. Jameson Crowder will be all right. Chris Hernan will be all right. But none of them will be guys you'll be super excited to play in fantasy football. Now, if Zach Wilson was there, I might be really excited to play a Denzel Mims. But with Justin Fields, no thanks. Um, But they'll they'll still be good. They'll see an uptick from this year. But they're not going to see a huge jump like we were hoping with Trevor Lawrence. Then Trey Lance, I think he goes to the Panthers. The Panthers are picking ninth right now, which is horrible considering last year they were picking fourth. But because they won versus the Washington football team, they are now picking ninth. They have a very good opportunity to trade up to five. That team is sneaky good. Very, very sneaky. And they went all defense in last year's draft. It's time for them to go pivot to the offensive side of the ball. Teddy Bridgewater, he was signed to a three-year deal. He just finished his first year. He really only has one more year, though, because he is cuttable for a minimum cap penalty in the third year. So really, they could just keep Teddy... Have Trey Lance sit behind him next year, and then they can cut Teddy after Trey Lance redshirts his first year, and he could come in and be the franchise quarterback. Teddy's good, but he doesn't have much upside. So I don't think Matt Rule is thinking, all right, I'm going to build this team, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, you know, taking us to the Super Bowl. No. Their D line is built. Their D line is going to be one of the best D lines. It's going to be like them and Washington the next four years, I think, with like the best D lines. So that part is done right? They have an awesome safety in Jeremy Chin. They have a decent corner in Dante Jackson. They need some linebacker help. Yes, maybe they'll go there as well in the draft, try and address that later on. Maybe they, you know, if they don't take Trey Lance, I think Micah Parsons would be a really good fit there. Give them, you know, the aid that they need in the linebacker room. But we're talking about them taking Trey Lance right now. And if they do that, that's perfect because they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. They have Christian McCaffrey. Their offensive line is not horrible. They could use some pieces there. But that's a good offense to build around a rookie quarterback. It really is. And Trey Lance would give you the upside. All right, Teddy Bridgewater is not winning you a game from a two-touchdown deficit. Maybe Trey Lance could. And also, like I said, this team is sneaky good. What does that mean? That means if they pass up on the chance to get a quarterback next year, I don't expect them to be as bad as they were this year, especially with Christian McCaffrey healthy the whole year. I expect them to you know, be around 500, 8-8. Eight eight, that would put them at like 14 in the draft order, like between 14 and 17 if they're 8-8. Eight and eight. So especially with where I think the Falcons will be next year and the Saints without Drew Brees, whether or not they get Jimmy Garoppolo will be worse as well. The division won't be as tough, so they might get some extra wins in the division than usual. So hopefully none against my Bucks because we swept them this year. But uh, yeah, I think Trey Lance to the Panthers – is very possible. And I would love that. I would love that for Trey Lance and for Christian McCaffrey. It wouldn't be the best thing for DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel, but it would really help just like Trey Lance because it's just a beautiful landing spot. So he would be a really good pick in superflex dynasty leagues because whenever you have, we saw it with Justin Herbert, whenever you have a quarterback that's supposedly sitting And not starting right away, he drops way too far. Justin Herbert was dropping to the back end of the first round in Superflex drafts, and in some, he went in the second round, just because he was sitting behind Tyrod Taylor. So, I mean, you you can't just let that overshadow things, and I think that will happen. If Trey Lance is drafted and he's sitting behind Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to drop way too far, and you can snag him. So I love Trey Lance there, and Christian McCaffrey would benefit because it's a better quarterback helping the offense be a little bit more explosive. Plus, Trey Lance also has some legs, which makes things easier for a running back, as long as they're not taking you know, 18 carries a game like a Lamar Jackson. So not 18, that's excessive, but you get what I'm saying. And lastly, Zach Wilson. I have him going to a team where we have a vacancy all of a sudden because I had them trade away their quarterback, right? It's the Falcons. The Falcons get rid of Matt Ryan because they have the fourth overall pick. They bring in Zach Wilson. And now they have a super young, super new offense. They have Zach Wilson. They have Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones is going to be out the, you know, out of there soon. Hayden Hurst is there. And I also think that they could draft a running back, either Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. I think one of those two will be in Atlanta next year. Um, that's one of the only teams that really has a gaping hole at the running back position. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're looking at a completely new, super young Atlanta offense, which would be very promising for a new GM and a new coach if, you know, they wanted to go that direction. So Zach Wilson, Travis Etienne, let's say, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, that's a pretty fire offense right there. That's an offense that I would be scared of for the future as a Bucs fan. So I have Zach Wilson going to the Falcons. That would be amazing for Calvin Ridley. Absolutely amazing. Especially because Matt Ryan has missed Calvin Ridley so many times on deep balls and like balls on the sideline. And it's just like, man, the, the year that Calvin Ridley could have had, ugh. now Calvin Ridley's had some drops too, don't get me wrong. But the year he could have had if Matt Ryan was just a little bit better, was the Matt Ryan of two years ago, Calvin Ridley could have been a top three receiver easy. So, and I don't even know where he is right now. He might be like wide receiver six, but he could have been so much better. And I think Zach Wilson would help him get there. And it would also be really good for Hayden Hurst and Julio Jones. It would be good for everybody. Um, so I like that. Fit and that's it, guys. That's it. So I'm gonna go over it real quick without all the super details. Right? Here are the changes. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, retire. Dak Prescott gets re-signed. Mitch Trubisky stays with the Bears. Daniel Jones is still with the Giants. Matt Stafford is still with the Lions. The Patriots sign Dwayne Haskins. Matt Ryan gets traded to the 49ers. Carson Wentz gets traded to the Colts. Cam Newton Signs with the Ravens. Sam Darnold gets traded to the Steelers. Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to the Saints. Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Seahawks. Jameis Winston gets signed by Washington. Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the Jaguars. Justin Fields gets drafted by the Jets. Trey Lance gets drafted by the Panthers. And Redshirts his first year behind Teddy Bridgewater. And Zach Wilson gets drafted by the Falcons. And all of a sudden that brings us to one, two, three, four, possibly five, six, seven eight different starting quarterbacks like in new places we would have eight new faces and new places next year at the quarterback position that would be amazing guys remember this podcast when this free agency comes up because I think a couple of these are definitely going to happen so just keep it in mind and uh, reference your boy deep dive once it does but I'm your host Brandon I hope you guys won your fantasy championships If not, that's just more reason for you guys to stay with me in the offseason and either repeat if you won or if you didn't to try and get the trophy next year. Um, Thank you guys for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for everyone that's left a review and a rating. If you haven't, do so for me. Hit the subscribe button. It means a lot. I I, I do the research, and the best way you guys can give back to me and, and support me is just by dropping a rating and a review and subscribing to the podcast, telling your friends about it. And with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. Good luck in your future endeavors in life. Peace.